Oh, snap! The world is finally waking up to the crap that's baked into and sprayed on kibble dog food. No longer can commercial pet food manufacturers fool us with pretty pictures and false promises. This is the raw dog food truth. The view and opinions expressed on this podcast are not intended to replace medical advice. Before starting any raw diet, do research, ask lots of questions, and consult your vet. Well, hello, raw feeders. I'm Deanie Mercer Moffat, CEO of Raw Dog Food and Company, where your pet's health is our business, and we're friends like my friend, Dr. Andy. Well, she doesn't let friends feed kibble, but dang, some people are committed to the kibble, Dr. They're Andy. so committed. I don't get it. I don't get it either. I'm like, they're like, well, I've got to have all those vitamins and minerals. I'm like, they're synthetic. Ah, they're synthetic. They don't, they, oh, they're not even used by the body people. They're really not. They're man-made, chemical-made, company-made. That your body does not use it. You know your what? Body doesn't use it. Um, I want to talk a little bit more about that, but I want to tell everybody what we are talking about today. It's a very, um, if people want to know about this, it's the glucosamine chondroitin uh, mm-hmm. for the joints, and also carprofen, which is something that if your dog has. Uh, you know, elbow dysplasia, hip dysplasia, we mm-hmm. see out there a lot. So I want to talk to you about that. But first, I want to yeah. ask you this question. There's a big push out there, Dr. Andy, in sort of the raw, some of the big voices out there, Neely and I were talking about this, where they want every little trace mineral, every little um, vitamin, every little thing that's in the raw um, on the package. And I just want to ask you, how, how would all different animals, how would you do that? You can't. You can't. It would be way too expensive to evaluate every single animal because <laughs> that's what it comes down to. You have to evaluate every single animal and how they um, assimilated their nutrients and how, and then if they get mixed in with another animal, then you have to alter your labels again. So there, they, it is done, right? They take a sampling one time. Mm-hmm. And put it on the label. Some people, I don't know who. Um, I don't care. I don't. I don't really want it there because I know they're lying to me because they didn't actually evaluate that specific animal that's in that that package. There's no way to do it. And if they are, and they don't, they are they adding stuff in to get the levels they want to match the label and not telling you that. I don't know. And I'm that suspicious folk that hmm, probably. I mean, it's just, um, I, it's getting further and further away from the, just the natural way that we all were doing it so many and years ago. Our entire living is getting away from nature. Right. And we need to embrace nature more. We need, I, I don't have a label on my husband's hunted meat in my freezer. Oh, heaven forbid. And I feed it and we're just fine. And I now, eat it. it and you've given me some and I love <laughs> yes, it. Yes, and I eat it. Yes, I feed it and I eat it. Now, it's just muscle meat. So I add in some better bones or I mix it in with other products that have the bones and the organs. Um, but, and I, and I have my son down in Texas. He runs a bow hunting ranch and he, whenever he can, he collects all the wild boar organs and access organs. And when hubby goes down, he brings them back for the dogs. Right. We cut them up. Yeah. Not I don't difficult. have any labels. Not difficult. Well, and t- Dr. Cowan would say, look, the, if it has a label, don't eat it. Absolutely. I mean, he really Bloody would, he says that all I, the time. There's very few things that have a label 
are, or anything more than five ingredients that I eat mm-hmm. anymore. And that's why people are like, you want to go out and eat? No, I know what they're, I don't know what they're doing with my food back there. No idea. And I know it's full of toxic seed oils. Right. Um, And you just, you just got through doing a three day, a three day fast, a total fast, total water fast. I did drink my coffee folks. I'm sorry. I'm not a masochist. Um, but yeah, 72 hours and I do a considerable amount of fasting. I do, you you know, I do. I fast about 14 to 16 hours every day, period. And I'll throw in a couple 24s. I've done 48. I've never done 72. And it, it actually was amazing. I felt amazing the third day because you're, you're just high on ketones at that point. Well, Neely, Neely did it. Okay. And Neely, Neely said, I didn't, I woke up, you know, I think she had so many more hours to do, but she said, I felt so bad. Now the big Mm -hmm. difference between you and Neely is she's a vegan. Now she'll say, well, I eat meat sometimes, but she's, (laughs) I don't know what that means. Uh, That's that's fine. Hey, if she doesn't want to be that dogmatic, that's great. (laughs) (laughs) But, but you and I were saying, I think a 72 hour fast for a vegan is going to be tough. I mean, what are you going to burn? Right? Yeah, no, it's, you, vegans are not healthy. I'm just going to say that out loud. And if your animals, if if you place your dogma on your animals, they're really not healthy. Um, Sorry, but- Kelsey. Sorry, Kelsey. <laughs> Kelsey from San Francisco Raw listens to us. And, and we might have to have this vegan versus our carnivore, you know, group uh, debate be me, you and Dr. Jasek uh, against Kelsey and Neely. Uh, but yeah. To claim that you can get your daily allowance and that's low of protein out of broccoli is a bunch of BS. You cannot assimilate that. You your B vitamins. Your you know, and it just goes down the line. So so Neely did say this. She said, I just don't even understand uh, getting up in the morning if you can't have your coffee. And uh I, I, w- I do agree with Neely on that one. I'm <laughs> I sorry. I I do not do any other drugs. I rarely drink these days. I have cut out processed food to the hilt. Don't touch my coffee. Right. I, I've tried. I've gone three weeks and I'm like, Ooh, I bet you're not is, fun. I bet I'm you're actually no fun. okay, but life's not worth it. Like <laughs> that first sip in the morning is like, oh, I'm looking forward to that. I know. And it now isn't. I buy really expensive, organic, non-toxic, blah, 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 coffee. Um, but yeah, I'm sorry. Can you, I'm just can you share? Gonna... Can you share what kind of coffee you buy? I buy Life Boost. Life Boost. Mm-hmm. Never heard of it. Mm-hmm. Never heard of it. Yeah. Do they have different flavors like, you know, they... French roast and. Yeah, they do. They have like, no, they don't have any of that. (laughs) Um, Those natural flavors. They have, you know, a light roast and a dark roast and espresso, I think. Okay. They have a decaf, but you know, why bother? All right. So I'm going to get some just to try it. Okay. There are some coffees that I just can't do, but uh, I, I will try it. And you are, you are, you do a lot of things. I go on, like, we've talked about this. You go out half naked when it's, you know, minus seven. I was out standing barefoot on my driveway this morning, watching the sunrise. I still had my robe on. I was not half naked today, but. Were you waving at your neighbor that's always checking to make sure your dogs have the leashes on as they're coming into your house? Good golly. I haven't seen her in ages, which is great. (laughs) Right. 
Um, All right. So today we're going to talk about glucosamine, chondroitin, yes. and carprofen. Yes. Okay. Now, Dr. Andy, a lot of people, all right, I'm all in favor of glucosamine chondroitin in its natural sense, like trachea or, or, you know, duck feed or chicken feed or things like that. Okay. Absolutely. When, but, but I have a lot of people that come to me and when we're doing our, you know, timeline type thing, as we were talking about last week, Mm -hmm. um, they they automatically are either doing dasquin or they're or doing some sort of um uh, glucosamine chondroitin you know from chewies.com or something like that mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and uh waste of money what would you say about this and what do you got it to depends. say depends it really really depends i have never people ask me all the time right mm-hmm. i i'm a joint doctor right mm-hmm. like what glucosamine should i put my animal on i'm like meh, let's talk about this <laughs> it's not as easy as oh this one and most do come in on a Dasaquin or a Glycoflex from their veterinarian, mm-hmm. or they pick up the Cosaquin at Costco or whatever they find on Chewy's. Right. Um, and every one of those products are different, folks. Every one of them have different ingredients, different concentrations, different sourcing. So I'll have a client that's on a Dasaquin. So one of my first questions, and okay, let's just say it is a 12-year-old dog that could use some joint support. All right, cool. How long you been? It's just not working. How long you been on it? Three years. Yeah, switch. (laughs) Three years. You've got to change these things, folks. You have got to rotate different brands, different kinds. You will probably find one that works the best for your animal and you can use that a little bit more often. But everybody is different. I actually had a call from a local veterinarian. You, You told my client that she needed to switch her, I think it was, I don't need, it wasn't a joint product. I think it was a liver support. And I'm like, yeah, it wasn't helping. How dare you? We need to do a different brand. That's all. He's like, well, aren't they all the same? No, they are not. Uh Now he has the one line that he always puts everybody on. And most veterinarians Mm -hmm. have stuff like that. That's easy that way. Right. We get that. But I'm like, no, they're not the same doc. Everybody sources different, different ratios, different this. I mean, we had a nice conversation, but I'm just like, that's the thought process out there. Right. But for joint protective supplements, you really, really, really need to rotate, rotate, rotate. Um, the body gets very used to it. Now we could go as far as, and this is more where I lean. If your body makes it, you don't want to take it. Right. And your, your body makes all of these things. It makes chondroitin sulfate. It makes the glucosamine, especially if you're feeding a raw food diet. Oh, look at that. Back to that story. Uh, and then if you supplement above and beyond that with the bully sticks, with the tracheas, with the feet, duck, chicken, whatever, all of those joints that have all that cartilage in there, the body breaks that down and utilizes it in its own joints. So I have a 16 year old tripod here. He's not on a supplement. He's never been on a supplement. Now I have started adding in Adequin and that is my next, you have to, you have to go over to animalmagic.com and get on the newsletter to get that, or we'll probably talk about it here, but I want to go into the Adequin, which is a prescription. I want to go into further into the actual types like green muscles. There was a study in this last newsletter. They ranked as good as the carprofen. If you were patient enough, 
Well, that's the problem. That's the key word that you just said. Mm -hmm. And do we have patience in this society these days? No. No. Okay. So carprofen, vetprofen, Rimadyl, Duramax. (laughs) Um, They they all have many names and they're all essentially NSAIDs. You're non-steroidal anti-inflammatories. And we've talked about them before and we'll talk about them again. Um, And that is what your vet is probably going to put you on for pain, for joint pain. That is what they essentially are for. Uh, And I like to look at it. Okay. If your dog is very, very sore and they need a week of that to get the inflammation down. Great. That was a bridge. That was a crutch. We get off of it. We, it helped. We got information. We do not do that every single day, once or twice a day for the rest of your dog's life. Do not listen to your veterinarian about that. Push back on them about that. Have some in your cabinet for bad days. Absolutely. I have ibuprofen in my cabinet. I may only take, I know I may only take five a year, (laughs) right? (laughs) but I have it. And sometimes just pet parents having that makes them feel better, right? Which is great. Yeah. You know, I, what you just said, Dr. Brady says the exact same thing in his book. He said, prescription medications are there for short-term use, not lifetime. And so I'm going to go with supplements, out- too. I'm going to yeah, go with yeah, supplements, yeah. too. Yeah, they yeah, are for a bridge, a crutch, a short-term, short-term. Or variety, variety. Look, yes. we have- Pulse I- them in, pull them out. Pulse them in, pull them out. Change right. up, rotate. Yes, absolutely. That's why we have like- seven probiotics on our site don't even get, seven. and people yeah, are like yeah. don't even so, get me started on probiotics okay, okay well, <laughs> i'm just saying i'm gonna turn yes, you need right different now. kinds <laughs> and you need to rotate them all. right rotate 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 yes. but i didn't mean to cut you off okay i don't now, that's okay <laughs> so NSAIDs. so and, this and, study yes yeah, let's go yeah. back to NSAIDs. the yeah. study said the insights worked almost immediately mm-hmm. but the green lip muscles had the same efficacy. They worked just as well. You just had to wait to the two weeks and it got even better by four weeks. You have to have that patience. So what if your dog was hurt? The, it was diagnosed with arthritis. That may or may not be true. It could just be a little joint inflammation that you actually could resolve instead of bony changes, which is what arthritis can. Osteoarthritis, DJD, IVD can progress into, but let's just say your animal hurt themselves. you got a week of carprofen and you start a bottle of the green muscles with it, with Stop. it, with it. Yeah. Why not? Right. He- heck yes. You know, you finish that bottle of pain meds, you finish that bottle of green muscles, you get your dog adjusted and they're back to the being themselves, but it's not forever. Not forever. We just use it when we need it. Let's talk about what happens, Dr. Andy, if we are on an NSAID forever? Mm-hmm. What's going on yeah. in the in the body with a lot of these NSAIDs? A lot of the NSAIDs will compromise your liver function, your kidney function, your microbiome, and it will, in long-term use, break down the joints that they're supposedly. Can't. They're not actually protecting the joints. Let's get this straight. These pharmaceuticals, these NSAIDs are not joint protective products. They handle the pain. They are symptomatic relief. That is what they're doing. That's all they're doing. And then all the other things they're also doing is compromising the liver, the kidney, the microbiome, and other things we haven't even figured out yet. It doesn't sound like a good trade-off, but I get it. It's not. Right? 
And I, I would, I would be very interested to know if, when these are prescribed, if that explanation that you just gave is ever given to the pet parents. No, there's very little informed consent. Well, do they know? Do they know? Even to give that, I would love to think they know. I would love to think they know. I just would love to think that they don't have time to explain this. I don't know if that's true. I don't. I, I know. I see your face. <laughs> I know our listeners can't, but I can see it. Um, I just, I like to lie to myself on that. Um, but I, they don't get that information from the sales rep, from the company that's giving them the pills. So are they paying attention? Are they aware of what these meds do long term? I don't know. I'm hoping a lot of them do, but hmm. So these are painkillers, basically. They reduce inflammation, yes. Okay. But and then that reduces pain. But they're not like the dope sick Oxycontin, like the dogs don't get addicted to them, do they? No, no, okay. they do not. That then you go into your tramadols and your gabapentins for that. Oh, and those we call pain meds. Okay, That's kind of the generic category for them. So one of my uh, former employees that um, has a dog that is going to come see you because it's two years mm-hmm. old and it has uh, elbow dysplasia. Mm-hmm. I think that they she she was prescribed um, carprofen. But also gabapentin. Yeah. So those two usually go together, no matter what the problem is. That sounds okay. dangerous. It's that gabapentin is very dangerous. <laughs> it actually, okay, so we're talking about this guy who has possible elbow dysplasia. Okay. Mm-hmm. And we put him on a gabapentin that dampens the entire nervous system, dampens their brain function. How well is he going to? to move. He may look like he's in less pain, but that nervous system is not firing like it should. This could be a, it may not be as big of a deal with what he's got going on, but with other animals, that's a big deal. When we dampen the entire nervous system, that nervous system can't do what it wants to do because it's medicated and how it acts in the brain. I don't know. I think it really is very interesting up there for our animal friends. But how do they tell us? Um, so so had- let, let's let's take that a little deeper. Mm-hmm. If, if you have a dampened nervous system, mm-hmm. what are all the things that it's keeping the dog from being able to do? Or what is it doing uh, in the in the in the negative? All of your synapses are firing slower than they should. So that's setting them up for injury. It's setting them up for brain fog. It's setting them up for who knows what um, long-term. And so, especially if you're trying to u- utilize chiropractic and they're on gabapentin, they're, it's going to dampen my results mm. because whatever impulse I put in that nervous system, it's not going to be able to handle it as completely and as correctly as it could without that medication on board. Will you actually adjust dogs? If their pet parents come in and say, hey, we're on gabapentin. Oh, all the time. Oh. They come in all the time on the stuff. But you tell them. You're like, hey. I tell them. Yeah. We talk about it. And the ones that are open to it, like the ones that have been on it for a year and a half. Oh. and Oh, yeah. Uh, or more. 
or a long term and they're open to it and they talk to their veterinarian and we slowly get off of it because they are addicted to that one. Um, and they slowly pull them off. They're like, wow, I have my dog back and they don't seem to be in any different state of pain. They were just like doped up in the head. And you get used to that and they get used to that. And then it's when we pull it off, they're like, oh, gosh, I got my dog back. I'm like, okay, good. And then I see my chiropractic really starting to make an effect. It's so fascinating. Um, I really, this drug is, it really, this one really bothers me. I'm never a go-to drug person, but there's a time and a place for everything. If you must do some gabapentin, whatever the situation is, three to seven days and get your dog off of it. If you have an acute something that you need to handle, okay. Um, But what I've noticed with these dogs that are on it a year, year and a half, two years, this is what I've noticed. It's just N of one. This is me. This is me in clinical practice. This is not, I don't think anywhere out there in the world. I don't know. Um, The gabapentin will let them feel better, but they does not let them heal all the way. It'll keep them at this suboptimal level. And as soon as we get them off and we continue with some care, it's amazing. I don't know what that drug really does, but it's, it's not my fave. You know, I, I want to ask you this question because we know that a raw diet, a species appropriate, and trust me when I say this, folks, there's a lot of things that are called raw that are not raw. Okay. Yeah. Cooked is not raw. Lightly cooked is not raw. I mean, raw is raw. And raw is not uh, wrapped in kibble. Raw is raw. It is you thawed out in it is meat, bones, organ, and fat. Okay? <laughs> but I want to ask this question because we know that raw diets will greatly, greatly reduce inflammation. However, yes. however, we have dogs that are on the raw diet who still have inflammation. So how does inflammation continue when you don't do the things that cause inflammation in the body? That's a good question. And we can run to everything else the pet owner is doing. What pharmaceuticals are required for the disease process? Maybe they're treating. Those will keep the inflammation high. Um, Maybe they're necessary still, right? I don't, you know, depending on what's going on, like an Addison's or, or something like that, that does require medication. You know, are they still following a vaccination schedule? Are they still doing heartworm? Is there one of the proteins that is bothersome? Mm -hmm. It's possible. Maybe the inflammation, because you're rotating a certain protein through your rotation, we never get the inflammation down. Um, I mean, we've talked about what I eat and don't eat. I still get inflammation and I'm still not sure. occasionally where it came from. Um, We also have seasonal changes. Our microbiome changes with the seasons, with the amount of sunlight we have right now. We have very little right now up here in the Denver, Colorado area. Um, I can't wait to get down to Belize and get so much sun. I wonder what my, my gut and my inflammation will do down there and how long I can keep it going up here. So all of these things that very few people think of, and I probably didn't even hit them all. What are well, your cleaning products? Right. right? And so using and- that Swiffer crap, throw it out in the trash today. It's toxic. Um, you know, what's the husband sneaking the dog? What are the grandparents sneaking the it's dog? It's always the husband. It's always the husband. Except um, for mine. Mine does not. I will say that. Mine has gotten very, very good because it was death. Right. Um, right. What rabbit? 
poop did they get a hold of that didn't agree with them this time, even though they always eat the rabbit poop, you know, whatever. Right, right. But, but yeah, some animals are still inflamed. Is that a genetic component? It, you know, sometimes we never figure it out. Is it you got a rescue at eight weeks? You haven't done anything centralized or conventional, but that rescue did a crap ton of stuff to that puppy before you got it. And is that burrowed in there and you're just not going to get over it? And Maybe. leaky gut, guys. Leaky, leaky gut, gut is a huge thing. And we'll talk about that. Uh, sometime down the road, uh, I'll probably throw in some stuff from reading Dr. Connor Brady's book, Feeding Dogs, in my 75 hard day. Uh, and uh, yeah, this doesn't end for me, Dr. Jasek, uh, Dr. Jasek, Dr. Andy, until uh, March 17th. My, March 16th is my last day on 75 hard. Now, I'm not going to automatically go back to the old way of being. I am thinking I'm going to be way uh way more i'm gonna be stronger i'm gonna be more i'm gonna you know so anyway but but uh but i'm my point to that was that i'm reading feeding dogs and uh, a lot of times in books i jump around right it's hard for me to start from the front but i'm but i but i'm in this mandate 10 pages a day for 75 days and the book is uh about 500 pages long but there's a, there i would say 300 because he he does a lot of documentation so anyway i just say that because i'll I, you know some of my podcasts i'll throw that stuff out there but we do want to address leaky gut because i do think that okay. that has a lot to do with being inflamed and and what i really want to address is how in the world do you get leaky gut real <laughs> easy when you're doing stupid stuff uh yeah. with the dog okay Yep. But the first thing that you guys want to do is get your dog on a species-appropriate diet, okay? That's your first thing. The second thing is we want to get them adjusted. Get your consult with Dr. Andy first. She can help you with that, especially in those states who are under the, you have to have a vet's, um, you know. Supervision or permission. Yes. Yeah. Uh, and then we want to help you get on the right supplementation and get off of the wrong supplementation. Again, something that Dr. Andy can help you do. All you got to do is get over to animalmagiccare.com, animalmagiccare.com, hit that button that says consults and she will help you out. Get your dog on a raw dog food today. It is not difficult. I don't care what breed it is. It doesn't matter, you know, it, what, 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 problems they've had every problem can be greatly improved if you get off the processed foods get on a raw diet so go over to raw dog food and company.com where your pet's health is our business and what dr andy friends don't let friends feed kibble that's correct we'll see you soon everybody bye-bye oh snap find out how you can start your dog on the road to health and longevity go to rawdogfoodandcompany.com where friends don't let friends feed kibble and where your pet's health is our business just snap